like we said at the beginning, it's also widening your net. The fact that we're too focused on social media means we speak to the same people all the time. So how are we going to grow our business? How are we going to get more clients if we're still in the same pool all the time? So PR does give you the opportunity to really reach out to new people. You're listening to the Bookkeepers Podcast, sponsored by Zero. I use Zero's accounting and bookkeeping software to manage my clients' accounts, and I love it. If you haven't tried it yet, head over to zero.com with an X and you can either start a free 30-day trial or sign up to Zero's partner program to join their amazing community, forward-thinking accountants and bookkeepers. Hi, and welcome back to Bookkeepers Bootcamp. I'm Zoe Whitman. I'm here with Joe Woods, and we're joined by Joe Swan from Chocolate PR. Hi, Joe. How are you? Hello, hello. I'm all good, thank you. Yeah, I'm excited. It's fun what you're doing here. You've just got to, you've got to get people thinking, haven't you, a bit differently. So, yeah, I'm excited to be a part of this. Oh, thank you so much for being our first guest of Bookkeepers Bootcamp Week. We, we kicked off this morning. Um, everyone knows what's about to happen. And during <laughs> this week, we really love to speak to some amazing guests like you about you know, things that help the bookkeeping world, but sometimes like it's good to have voices from outside of the industry because I think that often we're in this kind of echo chamber of um, the same conversations and the same, you know, the same people. Yeah. And this week's all about how to find clients without using social media. And we thought that your mm. experience would be so helpful. So Joe, yes. do you want to start by telling us a bit about your background and what you do, please? Sure. So, okay. So hi, everybody. Um, so I specialize in helping entrepreneurs and um, particularly passionate and purpose-fueled entrepreneurs to get themselves in the press. So we're talking solopreneurs. We're talking moms that work from their kitchen table. We're talking people who have left the corporate world and have decided to do something else that they are passionate about. And I help them understand how to leverage the power of the media. Um, so I've basically built the business up over the past 20 years, which is insane. Um, and we worked with big corporates for a long time. And then a few years ago, I kind of revitalized how I did things and and had a bit of an internal kind of, you know, questioning of my own self <laughs> and kind of go, hang on, actually, do I want to use my skills in this way? And I decided that I wanted to try and use them in a different way to, to help people who weren't really understanding or um, using the power of PR, who are the smaller businesses and the entrepreneurs. So I switched from working with corporates to working with more individual founders and oh my god, it was the best thing, best thing I've ever done. <laughs> I love that, and I think there's so much we can learn from you. And I, I'm I'm really excited for this conversation because um I've seen the power of PR as well. Can we just start by like going back to basics, Joe? Yeah. If you let us know what is PR. What does PR mean, please? Hmm. Okay, so PR actually officially means um public relations. So it means. The, the sort of official translation is you're creating a relationship with your audience. So you're communicating with your audience and you're creating a relationship with the audience. So you're, you're trying to get people to think about you in a certain way and get them to think certain things when they think of you. So how I sort of describe it is it's about connection, actually. It's about connection and it's about communication. So it's important to think about PR from a perspective of it's not it's not advertising. So that's the first thing that we've got to recognize. It's very different to advertising. It's actually a way of creating a kind of emotion and a connection with your audience. So communication and connection are really, really key words when it comes to PR. 
Right. Okay. Communication and connection with yeah. your audience, which is what we want to do because we want to warm up the audience so that they understand who we help, what we do, so that one day when they decide that they need our services, they think yeah. of us first. We're in the forefront of their minds because they've seen us somewhere. So mm. then with that in mind, going back to basics again, so yeah. the answer of PR is, what's the difference between media and social media? Okay, so, I mean, the two obviously are friends and they go together, um, but media is press. So when we're talking about media, we're talking about press. We're talking about like old school, let's get in the newspapers, let's get in the magazines, let's go on radio, let's go on TV. Um, and obviously all of that stuff can then be amplified through social media, but actually it's a whole other world, isn't it? Like it's a whole other part of the real world, if you like. So social media lives in its little bubble, doesn't it? it? It lives very much in a quite a confined space, actually. I think we find ourselves sometimes stuck in these little, um, you know, these little pools of people who we've got quite comfortable with. But the media is a whole new world where you can reach millions more people. Um, so that's, you know, that's another reason why it's important to explore it because it's opening our doors to, to completely fresh people. Um, yes. Yeah, so that's how I yeah. would say the difference is. That's really interesting. And, you know, we were talking about how you can, it's about, PR is about influencing people. And we, we talk a lot about branding when we're working with our members in our Six Month Success Programme and in our Success Lounge about making sure that we've built a personal brand because mm. a brand is, isn't about like we think we have a brand we think well maybe we don't you know I think I think we all kind of go on this journey in business we start out being a small business owner who knows how to do bookkeeping and then we're like oh hang on a minute yeah. I'm a small business owner and I have to market myself and oh my gosh I think I'm a brand I need to build a brand <laughs> yeah. and actually it sounds like PR is actually the thing where um, because brand is actually what people perceive of you is what I've learned and as much as you can influence that you can't actually decide what your brand is that's mm. someone the customer to decide or the audience to decide and I suppose that PR is a way that you can influence that perception of who you are, your expert status, your abilities, your credibility, your knowledge, yeah. that kind of thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. So PR is very much about authority and credibility as well as connection. So one of the powers of the media is that third party endorsement, isn't it? So, you know, we all know when we've seen the big coaches and they splash all of their trust tags everywhere of, you know, I've been in Forbes, I've been in the Telegraph, I've been in the Times, I've been here, I've been there. Um, that instantly makes you think, okay, right, well, they're up there, they're at the top of their game, they know what they're doing. And there's that instant sense of sense of trust. And the media has had that for a long time, and it's actually not going anywhere. So, you know, th there is still that sense of the media play this part in terms of giving that stamp of authority when you've been in the press, you are elevated in people's minds. Um, so it really, really does help from that perspective. Um, who is PR for then? So, you know, our bookkeepers and accountants who are watching this might be one person on yeah. their own. They might be starting out. Some of them have bigger teams. Is there like yeah. a threshold at which this kicks in? Who should be thinking about it? So PR is for everybody. And I can't say that enough or stress that enough. Um, and actually, do you know what? The the small individuals who, um, that sounds wrong, small individuals. You know what I mean? The individuals who are a small business who are maybe even a team of one are actually more PRable than the big corporates so you know I said at the beginning I used to work with lots and lots of big businesses um 
big companies, big budgets, big recognized brands. And actually getting them in the media isn't always that easy because the press see straight through it. You know, they know that they're a big business that are trying to be seen as not quite as big a business. They're trying to be seen a bit more personal or they're trying to make themselves, you know, ingratiated with with their communities. And you've got to be quite creative to make that happen. Um, whereas actually an individual who is who has taken this journey to be an entrepreneur, who has said goodbye to the nine to five and the security that provides, and it has been brave enough to actually start a business in the first place. The media do really celebrate individuals in that, in that situation. So you're in a really strong position as an entrepreneur to, to, to generate media for yourself. And there's actually quite a lot of media that are specifically out there to do that job. Um, one of my favorite parts of PR is launch PR. So that's an actual thing. So like when you launch your business, launch PR is an actual type of PR because there's lots of ready-made opportunities for people out there when you're telling that story of why you've launched that business. So people who are, have not even launched their business yet are PRable, um, you know, just as much as people who have got 10 years, 20 years experience. I suppose it's because we're all nosy and we like <laughs> the readers are going to want to what you know everyone's like we're all so similar there's loads of people that want to know what why are you starting your own business why are you doing that that's scary like what's made you do it and and I think yeah. I think another thing that when we think about media mm. um we there's is that double-edged sword isn't it because we think you know of like someone having amazing press and it all going well, but then we see it yeah. going bad, and then yeah. but and then it's like, well, it's all exposure, <laughs> and then people try and say, oh, it's okay. But actually, as bookkeepers, as people in a professional sense, we don't want anything. We don't. There's a like a lack of trust sometimes around mm. media. So I think yeah. sometimes it feels like a really big. Not only have we lots of us been brought up in the seventies, eighties, nineties, where TV newspapers was everything, whereas maybe my daughters and some might now think that being a TikTok star is mostly yes. might even be better than being on TV because then there are real yeah. you know there's a bit of a different like balance these yeah. days but we've seen ups and downs we've seen people yeah. be built up in the media and then like pull yeah. down so I totally. think there's some fear around that isn't there that people yeah. be thinking firstly it's not is it for me I'm, I'm just this you know one man band is it for me yeah. but also scared and a bit of yeah worrying that someone's gonna get the dirt on them yeah and we have that really often as well so we have when we have new clients that, that are new to PR come to us there's a lot of fear there's a lot of fear there's there's a lot of imposter syndrome so these are the things that go on there's a lot of imposter syndrome of people going oh I'm not I'm not sure I'm ready for this I want to amplify my message and I want to tell more people about what I do and I actually want to help more people but I'm not sure that I want to be front and center so there's there's the imposter syndrome thing going on in one side and then on the other side there is that fear and, and absolutely some people are really terrified of the media and it's understandable with all the nonsense that's been going on lately and the way that they do tear people down um but I think the thing to remember here is most of us are not celebrities <laughs> Um, and those are the people who are, you know, they're where they go for the throw. Um, for for people like us, the media are not there to rip us down. They're not there to to destroy us. They're there to lift us up, and they're there to celebrate us. Actually, um, so 
we don't need to be thinking along the lines of what happens to the big people, you know, the big profiles that we see out there in the press. We will not be treated that way. You know, that that is just not really it's not how it's done. It's, <laughs> there is a, a level of respect for individuals who are brave enough to to reach out to the media. Yeah. OK, that's <laughs> I think that's really reassuring for people to hear. Um, yeah. Kath, Kath's here watching this live and she said, could we do launch PR with a rebrand? So she's I know Ooh. Kath's going through a rebrand. What would you do? OK. I, and also, you know, I was thinking about this as well. Leaving the nine to five, hus like hustle corporate to start a business is this uh, maybe I'm in an echo chamber of people leaving corporate to start businesses but is it yeah. actually a, is it a story that's been repeated too many times so I'm I'm just wondering in terms of like what what justifies a story here um from mm -hmm. a PR point of view I'd, I'd love to know I think you've got a really interesting point about living in an echo chamber there and I think we all do um because we know incredible people that do this stuff day in day out but again going back to the real world of like what most other people out there are not exposed to this as much as we are so um it absolutely it is still a story and it's still something that the media are regularly asking for you know who's quit the job who they're still talking about people who set up business in covid so you know there's 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 this massive knock-on and they're they're trying to report on this ripple effect of actually what's going on in society, which is there's a lot of people up in arms walking out of the corporate space. So that is very much what is happening in the real world. And they do like to to have case studies and to start stories that, you know, support that message. So, yeah, absolutely. It's still very much a PR story. Um, can we do launch PR with a rebrand? So, this kind of depends how old the business is and what significantly is changing with the rebrand. So if the rebrand is a celebration of growth or a new direction or something new being added to the business, um, then yes, absolutely. But you've kind of got to give it a purpose. So we can't really just do PR going, oh, I've got a new website. Oh, this looks fancy. <laughs> um, you've got to put some substance behind it and a story behind why you're going out with this, you know, new version of the business now. And if you can do that, then absolutely, it gives you a chance to tell the story in the first place of why you started the business and what you're here to do and your mission and all of that stuff. So it's definitely an opportunity. You have to just be able to, like, you have to be able to find the little hooks um, to give you the opportunity. That's really, really important. It is, isn't it? It's all about the backstory. What, yeah. What's the reason and who's going to want to read it and why would they want to read it? Yeah. So this week we're talking about finding clients without social media. How mm. does PR help you find clients? Okay, so let's think about this one. This is a very direct question in terms of its job. So for me, PR helps you find clients because it's it, it does lots of jobs for you. So the first thing that it does is it, it's giving you that credibility. So and that, that level of authority. So even with your existing audience, you might be able to get clients from people who have just been in the background watching by elevating yourself and by showing up with a different energy and by showing up as an expert and by showing up as someone who is ready to like lead and to guide 
So I think PR is really powerful, even in your, even if what you're doing is using the PR then to, to spread and to share that in your existing networks, it's still going to bring some people through over the line. But obviously, like we said at the beginning, it's also widening your net. So the fact that we're, we are too focused on social media means we speak to the same people all the time. So how are we going to grow our business? How are we going to get more clients if we're still in the same pool all the time? So PR does give you the opportunity to really reach out to new people. Um, Yeah, I'm just thinking about when we go to a networking group, you know, and we're we're meeting people face to face, which is what I think a lot of people will experience when it comes to like Mm. one of the first things you think of when it comes to finding clients. I think we spend a lot of time being really fixated on this idea of, is it worth me going to this event because is my the right kind of client for me going to be there? But actually, your client very likely isn't in the room, but yeah. they know someone who is. And if yeah. someone sees an article or something about you, and yeah. you are, and then you, they have a conversation with someone about, oh my god, my you know my books are in a mess, and they're like, oh my yeah. gosh, she's like bookkeeper and she's doing amazing things in the paper. Yeah. That's you're more, more likely to exactly. be recommended at a higher level of authority as well yeah exactly because you've not just got the newspaper saying it or the magazine or something you've also got the the person who's read it and that, that that's like double validation or something yeah amplifies it doesn't it yeah exactly and actually some people use it in a very proactive way so we have some clients who um are very on it in terms of the types of people that they want to work with or collaborations that they're looking for or partnerships or investment even so they often use their PR so literally save all of their links to their articles that have been published and then physically send those links as their introduction when they're introducing themselves to new people so it's their like like pushing their authority like directly into them and kind of going right okay so I've seen that you do this in this space I absolutely am a massive ambassador of you know supporting small businesses or doing this or doing that here's a recent article I wrote with top 10 tips on blah 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 thought you might find it useful and you're starting that conversation in a very different way from a very different position than just going oh hi I'd love to connect with you you know for a LinkedIn message for example so there's ways that the PR and social really can interact in a powerful way. Um, and it just makes it even more, you know, it makes the effort work harder, I'd say. Yeah. It, yeah. Working in conjunction, they can be like, you can really leverage, can't you? Um, yeah. And, yeah. And it, that credibility stat, it is some because it's like someone else has said it and they've put it in print. So it means <laughs> that it's true. And yeah, and it's not you saying, oh, I'm wonderful, I'm this, I'm that. It's it's someone yeah. else saying it, which really, really helps. Okay, so um, I, we did have a question. Someone has said, um, what if my story is a bit boring? How do I celebrate oh. that? Oh, bless. Oh, my God. Right, Linda, give me your address because I'm going to send you this book, right? This is my book, and oh. it's called Celebrating You with PR. And you will find that your story is not boring. You will find that there are elements of your story that I would find fascinating that you might think are absolutely nothing. And this, again, is one of the problems when people try and do PR by themselves because they don't see 
what parts of their story are PRable. Whereas mm. I'd be like, oh my God, that, oh my God, that, oh, that's so interesting. Or, oh, we need to share that part. Like we all just become numb to our own stories because it's just our experience. Whereas actually, like we, like you were saying, Joe earlier, everyone is just nosy and everyone just wants a little insight, a little behind the scenes of like, why did you do that? And, and oh, that's interesting. Or, oh, that makes you that kind of person. Oh, that makes sense. Like it's about being showing more of you um so I, I don't believe for a second that your story is boring <laughs> and what I really loved and we always say for anyone who joined us for the first session and was thinking um you know we, we're talking about sharing lots of things we're really open in this group really supportive Kath just Kath Vincent who's watching live just jumped in and she was like nobody's story is boring and I think it just shows how supportive and lovely this group is yeah. so, um, and can I ask you I see you know you were mentioning about people who say oh I've you know featured in Forbes featured in style yeah. in all of this I know that a lot of things happen as well where people pay to be in the press so that I mm. I believe there are some of these kind of magazines where you can pay to have an article about you and, and I get lots of people messaging yeah. me on social media saying I can, you know, people are looking for writers for this, this and this, and I know they want me to pay for it. Yeah. Do you, um, is it worth paying for PR? Should you pay for PR? Um, yeah. What do we need to know about that? This is a controversial one. I don't agree with it. So personally, I would say no, because I feel like it goes against what PR is. So for me, PR is, um, and those kind of things really damage the industry because, PR for me is it's earned media it's not paid media it's media that you earn by sharing knowledge or information or content that inspires and motivates people so and then that's why it's powerful because it's that it's that real level of credibility that someone else has bought into you if you're going to pay for that then it's just fake isn't it um so you know I don't believe in that if you want to pay to be in Forbes it'll cost you thousands and thousands and thousands of pounds as well so um again like you know it's a it's a it's a crazy way to do it um so no I wouldn't recommend any of that and it's the same things for awards isn't it you get sent all of these awards you want to be the top 10 in the top 10 women for this and you're like mm. <laughs> well <laughs> always like that you know that happens a lot doesn't it and then it's like oh you can't you can be on the shortlist we had it recently yeah. you yeah. know you're but you've got to come to this event and it's going to cost you this much and it's like hang on a minute am I winning an award or am I not actually winning an award because I certainly yeah. shouldn't have to pay for a table to come to an award where I'm on the list it doesn't feel good doesn't feel good and some people do do it because it's a fast track way obviously it's a fast track way of getting that stamp of authority and actually most of the time no one would ever know that you had paid for it so it's more of how you how it sits with you as an individual I think you know um it's out there to be done if that's what you want to do but no, I don't believe in it. <laughs> so how would you get started? How do you get started with PR? How do you find out who wants to know about your story? Which uh, which publications would be interested or mm. journalists or, you know, how, how would you how would you make a start? Mm. So one of the fundamental parts of PR is storytelling. So there's kind of two sides to it. There's storytelling and there's knowledge sharing. So if you're looking to get started, you kind of have to decide which one of those you're comfortable with. If, you know, ideally you want to do both, but if one of them is sort of screaming out to you more, then you need to just get your ducks in a row to be prepared to show up as that person. 
So from the, from a storytelling point of view, it's important to link your business back to your story. So what you're trying to do is make sense of why you do what you do and explain the mission behind it, explain, you know, actually how you've always been a numbers person or, you know, you've always been that person that wanted to help others or think about the qualities that you want to um, illustrate and reflect and try and build that into a story of why you do what you do. So the first part really is to get all of that down on paper. So the way we do it with clients is we create something called a media bio, which is where we ask you lots of questions that if you were being interviewed by a journalist, those would be the questions that they would ask you. So we're getting you ready and prepared for the media by helping you think things through in advance and then you're more organized with your responses. Um, and that really helps as well, particularly if you have got a more, maybe a deeper story or a story that's got elements of um, trauma to it or, you know, challenges, then actually processing that in advance before you speak to a journalist is a very good idea because it means that you're more emotionally ready for it and you've created and presented that story in a way that makes sense. So the first thing is like, get that story straight, get it down on paper, get it media ready. If you're going to go down like the personal storytelling route. So for launch PR, you would absolutely need to do that because that's a part of the story. That's why they would use you. That's why they would cover this, the launch of the business. They need to understand who you are and, and you know where you've come from. So that's one side. And then the other side is if you want to go out and you want to be someone sharing tips and advice as an expert, then you have to set yourself up as someone that's credible for that. So again, you need to be presenting to them why you could be an expert on whatever topic you could be on. So you kind of need to pick a, a number of different subject areas and then you need to be able to illustrate why you are an expert in that. So if your business is new, it might not be that you've got lots of awards or you've got lots of credentials or even lots of testimonials. It might be that actually your credentials come from your corporate career. And this is what a lot of people, again, forget when they start their business, they sort of shut the door on that part of their life. And they're like, oh my God, don't ever talk about that ever again. Like, I'm certainly not going to refer to it in reference to my business. But actually, you might have been managing millions of pounds of the budgets, or you might have been handling hundreds of clients, or you might have been working on specific challenges, which are really valuable for you to now bring to this new audience. So you have to understand and you have to be able to think back on your journey and then position yourself as a higher level as you can because when the media are looking for people they are looking for people who are press ready so they don't just take anybody you know you have to show up as someone who is who is valid <laughs> and who who they can trust so a lot of it is about that background work about really getting your positioning right really understanding how to present yourself back to them before you even start to look at who you're going to reach out to mm. and then the process is I would always say start local um, because it gives you a nice little boost they're usually a bit easier a bit friendlier a bit more approachable um, from, a, from a local media perspective and then after that you sort of want to start branching out more to, to deal with media again that are easy wins so don't be going for the big nationals from day one you know think about well who writes about startups who writes about growth businesses who writes about female founders and there's lots of online titles that you could approach um that would get you some nice easy wins and start to just build up your confidence so it's a step-by-step -step process I love this and tonight at, at boot camp at eight o'clock if you're joining us in the Facebook group 
Um, we're going to be talking about setting your goals. And I can see this mapping out in my head as like a, a very sort of step by step. If you've got a goal of getting this PR, building mm. yourself as an expert, which we talk about all the time. And, you know, this is a good exercise to do whether you're going for PR or not. I can see how you can build up that sort of story and that credibility. And that's going to help your self-belief as well. It's a really helpful. Oh, my God. Yeah, it does masses for that. So that's one of my favorite parts of PR, that it transforms people. And I'm not kidding, like by what I mean by that. It literally transforms how people show up in their business, because when you actually start to address and take ownership of and celebrate all the things that you've achieved already to get to this point you have you start to take yourself a bit more seriously because you're like oh all right then <laughs> I have actually done all of that and I have got all of this to offer and for people who don't know or are nervous about numbers or feel out of their depth in this space I actually can help them and when you kind of really connect to that you you show up as somebody who was just there to lead and somebody who is really ready to do that so yeah that's one of the best bits <laughs> so I suppose like with anything like building a bookkeeping business you can do it all on your own you can go and find out everything that you need to do you can google everything you can do your own research you can yeah. trial and error everything or you can work with a professional if somebody was going to work, you know, you've, you've told us what you need to do if you're going to go and do it on your own. But yeah. what what does working with a PR agency do and how, how what's the process like? Because, you know, it's very much like when um, and this is what we have to get used to is telling people over and over again what it's like to work with a bookkeeper, because most people don't know what it means, what, yeah. what it feels like, all of those things. So what's, yeah. what's it like with a PR agency? It is. Yeah, you're right. It's a different world, isn't it? If it's not something that, that you understand. So, okay. So like I said, the first thing that we would do with a new client is get their story straight. So the, the first piece of work is the creation of that media bio, which is done by a questionnaire. And then our team professionally writes that document, which turns into, it could be a four page A4 document. It could be an eight page A4 document. It could be a 10 page A4 document. It is massive. It's a big piece of work. Um, because of the level of detail that we ask we you know we're pulling out all of the possible options and hooks so and things that we see that you wouldn't see so a lot of those questions you actually get asked you wouldn't have asked yourself in probably for years probably maybe ever um and it's really revealing so that would be the first thing that we would do and then from there then we have a look at and we think about right so we've got this bio, we understand who you are, we understand what your areas of specialism are, we understand what your passion and your purpose is. Okay, so what parts of your bio are we going to use now in the media? And it might be your story, or it might be your knowledge. Um, or it might be that you've got a certain specialism, you know, with a certain size business. And so then we start to match up where we could place you in the media. So we come up with a hit list of um, titles and then we come up with a hit list of headlines or feature ideas. So we'd be thinking, right, OK, so if you are an expert in this area, how are we going to showcase that? So maybe you're an expert in helping people that are startups. How are we going to showcase that? Well, we'd create some top 10 tips on, you know, how to know your numbers from uh, from day one. And then you would put that content out there. So. We're using what we've learned about you and how you want to be perceived. And then we're matching you up with um, with media. 
So that kind of comes in two strands. It comes from the proactive point of view where we're introducing you to our contacts and to media that we know would be relevant. And obviously we've got lots of databases so we can plug all of that in and it spits us out lots of brilliant contacts. Um, and also we, we connect you from a reactive point of view. So we get hundreds and hundreds of inquiries from press every day. Um, where they're looking for case studies, they're looking for experts, they're looking for people to quote. So obviously we then connect our clients to those opportunities. So from a, if you were working with us and you're working with our team, you obviously get all of that being looked after for you. And we are the ones that are liaising with the media on your behalf. Oh my goodness. And that, you know, that value, we can't do that for ourselves because that isn't our skill set. So, and this is just like the conversation that bookkeepers and accountants have with their clients when, you know, yeah. earlier about charging an hourly rate and why, what does it take to not charge an hourly rate? This is, this is the value that you get from working with an expert. Um, and it's just what you can't do yourself. So I think that it, it's something we've all got to explore. Now, mm. I feel like we could talk about this all day. <laughs> I know. <laughs> There's so much we can do. Um, Joe, I know that you... I think I'm right to think you offer PR as a service and also you support people in doing their own PR. Can you tell me a bit about yeah. how people can connect with you and find out more about what you do if they want to take the next step? Yeah, sure. So that was really interesting then that you said you can't do this yourself because you actually can, but it takes a lot of, you've got to go through the right process. So you can only do it yourself if you follow the right steps, if you play the game, if you, you know, if you've got the right foundations in place and obviously we can teach you how to do that as well. So um, the best place to find me probably is on Instagram, which is Joe Chuck PR, um, because you see some examples there of some of our coverage. You'll, you know, get a little bit behind the scenes of what we're up to. Um, so that would be a nice place. And then we've also got a free Facebook group um, called PR You Can Do It, where people are more than welcome to come in and, you know, ask us questions or get further advice. We share lots of our podcasts and things like that as well across there. So, so Yeah come and get involved lovely thank you joe so much and thanks everyone who was here for our second boot camp session we're going to be back at eight o'clock this evening in the six figure bookkeepers club for our first section session about the rise framework we're going to be getting you thinking about your goals um so we'll see you later on thanks ever so much see you later Bye. Bye. thanks for joining us for the bookkeepers podcast why not join us in the six figure bookkeepers club at sixfigurebookkeeper.club or visit our website sixfigurebookkeeper.com.